Okay, welcome everyone. Hi to... everyone. One more time, <laughs> Leslie. Okay, go ahead. No, say something. Wait, no, start over because you're gonna say welcome to. Okay, um, welcome to another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. Uh, it is Black Friday today. Hi everyone, thank you to anyone that is listening. I see that you have your necklace on that you made last week. Nice. It's uh, stone, different stones, black and Pink colored, yes. Pink? Is that what it is? Yes. So uh, last week um, when <laughs> Leslie was scurrying off to her date with her husband, mm-hmm. um, I was uh, scurrying off to Luis and Ignacia's dance studio. Ignacia is a, um, she's an enthusiast of the crystals and and uh, geodes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she believes in chakras and all that, so. Does your necklace have any significance? Do the stones signify anything, or? Yeah, so apparently I, I went to said class, and then there's a lot of technical skills that I don't know regarding making jewelry, obviously, but, um, <laughs> the, the pink stones is, uh, there's, like, pink quartz, supposedly, that's supposed to attract the pink. There's some pink beads on my uh, on my necklace that's supposed to attract love. So of course I would get that. Um, <laughs> and then the blacks obsidian, which is you're supposed to, it helps filter out, makes you uh, more aware of the truth and filter out lies and other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that's you know whether I believe this any of this stuff or not. Who knows? But um. Then, of course, the pendant is, there's, uh, I'm not sure what type of stone it is, but I looked at the color chart, um, because I'm well-versed in men's fashion, and then we learn how to use the, uh, I mean, men's style, we learn how to use the color wheel, so the opposite color of of pink is is green. Did you always have this fashion sense, or did you? No, I, I, uh, I acquired my style. Because I I paid a large sum of money to take a style class, which we've talked about before, I believe. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, well, branching out, I I did take a um, style class from Rio uh, Antonio Centeno, which I've showed you before. Um, he's a uh, YouTube uh, men's style celebrity, and I paid 400 bucks for his course. It was a bit overkill, but uh, I learned a lot. Was it online, or did you actually have to go to a place? Yeah, it was online, and then he had like the video conferencing and all that. Um, with, I mean, it was like a lot of people taking it. It wasn't like a one-on-one thing. But, um, hmm. Anyways, back to the necklace. We'll talk about the men's style thing. Uh, quickly after that, but back to the necklace, the um, the opposite of pink on the color wheel is supposed to be like a green, and then there's a green arrowhead. Um, the sign for San Bernardino County is uh, is an arrowhead. So, in homage to where I live, um, 
I chose an arrowhead and then has the pendant and it looks okay. So, so that's that. It's kind of scratchy. I'm not used to wearing necklaces and stuff. Um, has anyone commented on your necklace other than me? Yeah. Uh, women notice it. Um, men is like whatever's, but men are like that all the time. So that's just, uh, that's just how men go. But, uh, regarding the men's style class, yeah, so Antonio Centeno, Centeno he had a uh, men's style class, and then I spent 400 plus on, on his class, and you learn a lot of stuff, but I, I don't think he, he has it anymore, but uh, hmm. it was money well spent, so, because a lot of times, especially like in my early 20s, um, you know, all these female friends and guy friends are like, I'm going to take you to the mall, and then we're going to we're going to buy you an outfit and then, <laughs> which I end up paying for. So, I mean, they just choose the stuff and then, but then you don't learn anything like that. So Antonio's course, you learn all about uh, men's style, suits, When did ties, you take that course? Um, 2016. Oh, okay. So recently, but. Oh. I had noticed that your style changed when I was still at State Farm. Towards the end, I remember you were wearing more like business suits, like more business casual, versus when I first met you, and you were very laid back. Well, um, I had always wanted to be to work in a work in an environment where you would actually have to dress up, mm-hmm. but then I. For some odd reason, you end up at I and we both ended up at State Farm where there's zero dress code whatsoever. So yeah. sometimes, you know, I'm I'm the type of person that needs a little push to uh-huh. to excel. So yeah, I like dressing professionally because it does affect my overall mood, and it, I think it makes me more confident because. For like at State Farm, there was no dress code, but I still liked to dress you know, appropriately and, and nice. Um, I think it does make a difference when you dress up versus just wearing like jeans and a you know just a t-shirt. Yeah, I agree. Um, Joe Rogan had an interview with Guy Ritchie, and he's uh-huh. like, uh, when you put on a suit, it's like you're putting on a coat of armor, and yeah, and people respond to you differently. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one time I was doing DoorDash, and then I, uh, you know, I had my button-up shirt tucked in, because um, I had just come from a real estate-related uh, workshop or, or interview or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was dressed, dressed at least business casual, at least. And then everyone treated you treated me really nice. Oh, you want a drink? Blah, blah, blah. So... Um, because usually these delivery food delivery people they dress like crap and then they're like in flip flops and shorts mm-hmm. and all this stuff and then I don't know it looks gross but then I you know I dressed really nice that day and mm-hmm. then uh, all the people that were working at the restaurants treated me really nice so yeah it makes a difference and then obviously uh, the attraction levels um, <laughs> if you're if you're dressed nice and professional it matters mm-hmm. so. Yeah, like all these uh, style courses, say, the or dating classes, how how you dress is 
the easiest thing you can change because you can just go to go to a department store and then mm-hmm. buy a shirt. That's it, right? So <laughs> it's that's the easiest thing that you can change about yourself. Whereas yeah. um, if you want to lose weight or build muscle or whatever, that's a months, years long process. And I don't think you have to invest a lot of money into several different items. I think you should focus on a few core items and making sure you feel comfortable and confident in your clothes. And um, I like to buy clothes that complement my body type, my skin color, and... (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, there's certain colors that I think look nicer on me, um, and I like those colors, so it makes me feel... It just puts me in a better mood, so... I don't have a ton of clothes, but I do have core staple items that I wear frequently and I take care of because I don't want to have a ton of clothes that I'm just not going to wear. I have a ton of clothes. Um, I also want to make a comment that uh, a lot of the men's like business type of attire, like uh, dress shirts and, and um, khaki pants and uh, chinos, she knows her pants, by the way. Uh, wool pants, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the price of those clothing items is surprisingly cheap compared to, you know, you have your designer t-shirts or whatever. And then, you know, there's people out there that pay 50, 60 bucks for a freaking t-shirt. And then, or for a quote-unquote uh, urban streetwear when, you know, you can spend like 30 bucks and get a nice dress shirt, 20, 30 bucks. So... It doesn't, it's a myth that dressing presentable costs money because a lot of times the price of those clothing is actually less than, than um, clothes that are more casual. I agree. Okay, um, moving on here, um, back to our, uh, also uh, Leslie is wearing her lab coat. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? Um, I'm only wearing that because I didn't bring a jacket and I'm cold. So that's why. So yes, Leslie likes to look professional. I don't wear the lab coat outside of the hospital other than today because I'm cold and I didn't bring a jacket. And also today was my last day of my clinical rotation. Yay! Thank you. So that was exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. So what's the next step? Um, so I still have three, technically three other rotations. I have five, I'm sorry, 10 weeks of outpatient education. I have 10 weeks of admin. Uh, and then I have five weeks of elective. So the goal is to do five weeks at in outpatient um, diabetes management um, facility. So we'll see. I don't know when I'm going to start my next rotation, but I'm looking forward to just having a week off and just kind of relaxing for a little bit. And yeah, we'll see. Okay, cool. Okay, um, so there's going to be some sort of graduation, right? Yes, I graduate uh, this upcoming spring. Okay. 
So with my master's in nutritional science, and then after I'm done with my rotations, then I can sit for the exam, the RD exam, and then once I pass that, then I am an RD, and I have an MS after my name for um, my master's in nutritional science, so that should be exciting. Okay, so I'm going to invite myself to your graduation, so uh, <laughs> make sure there's a space. Um, in other news, uh, we've been talking about um, various health foods that we'd, we'd like to try and mm -hmm. bring to your guys' knowledge, um, since Leslie is with four years of <laughs> education behind her as and research. Um in nutritional areas so we have today some uh, kombucha mm -hmm. and I went to well I had drank kombucha last week um, this flavor and then this is my second bottle here um, so you drank the ginger flavor correct that was really good um, this one's less good which is the original flavor mm -hmm. um, but it's still good. So Leslie did not drink kombucha, but uh, <laughs> being the nice guy that I am, I uh, I bought her a bottle. Um, so she has said ginger kombucha in front of her, so she can okay. open it now and drink it. All right, let's see. Uh oh. I don't want to spill. Mm, it smells it has a very strong odor, but it doesn't smell bad. Ugh. No, that's horrible. I cannot. Oh. oh let me taste it again. No, that's, that's way too strong. It definitely tastes like ginger. Um, I can't, I can't drink this whole thing. <laughs> okay, you can take it home and let your, let your uh, significant okay, other try I'll it. I'll let him try it. And then you guys can try it together. But yeah, it's not bad, right? I did not like it, no. What? I, no. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What did it taste like? It tastes like ginger, but it's really potent, so it's too strong. See, uh, my, you know, like like I texted you, um, if people can tolerate the taste of scotch and other and mm -hmm. gin and other disgusting alcohols, um, yeah, and you can taste like the mild, um, it has like a mild alcohol taste, which makes sense. But yeah, it's slightly like it. fermented, but um, I like that flavor, and uh, I like the whole kombucha thing. How many um, of these have you drank in the last week? Realistically, I can probably drink one bottle a week. Oh. It's not something I'm just going to casually, you know, pop off one every day, but um, uh -huh. realistically, I can drink one a week. Um. You know, I like the, it's it's carbonated, so I like that. I don't like carbonated, like, 
carbonated water or anything. So I, that's well, another reason why I don't like this either. Well, <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> yeah, this is a no for me. Wait, so so then um, when you go to like uh, bars and stuff, since you don't like carbonation, I mean, is that is that like torture for you or? I don't like drinking, to be honest. I drink casually every once in a while, but I really don't like um, drinking alcohol. It's just not my thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I had a glass of wine like a couple of days ago just because I wanted to celebrate. Um, so I got my final eval for my clinical rotation on Wednesday, and I was just really excited. So I just, I did have a glass of wine, but that's very rare. Also, if you have to pull over and uh, use the gas station bathroom on the way back home, I'm not liable for that. <laughs> what? I'm not liable for the contents of uh, your body reacting to the kombucha, so. Did you Anyways. have loose stools after this? No, I was fine. Oh, that's not what it sounds like. But, uh, just FYI. Okay, yelled at for no reason, but uh, for being a nice guy here. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, did I feel any better after drinking it? Um, I don't think I did. Well, how many did you drink last week or this week? Uh, just just one. Oh, of course you're not gonna feel any different. You only drink one. How many of these are supposed to drink a day? I didn't say, but I'm sure it's more than just one. Because um. You know, I, I drink... You know what your colds are? No. Okay. We're going to take a quick break here. Okay, we're back online now. I uh, showed Leslie what a Yakult drink is. Okay. It contains the uh, probiotic uh, l Cassé Sirota. I don't know what the heck that it's means. It's uh, lactobacillus. It's a type of microorganism. And I've seen this before. I just, I've never tried it. Can I try it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, I... Wait, how, how long have you been drinking these? Well, my mom has uh, bought them since we were, uh, you know, since we were kids. I'm a big... You know, I either drink these or I have yogurt every day. Well, this is not bad. And then, yeah, it tastes like yogurt. That's good. Those are more enjoyable. Let's uh, let's see here. Here's their uh, there's a nutrition thing there or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there's some sugars in these. So uh. Yeah, sugar is the good. second ingredient. So uh, they obviously taste good because they're sugar, but um. It's like sugar water. <laughs> I I basically, you know I. I feel that uh, it helps the systems go mm-hmm. a bit. Because when I had all that ad- abdominal pain last year, mm-hmm. it was, um, and then I had my stupid CT scan, which exposed me to a lot of radiation. But um, anyways, uh, when, during that whole period when I had that whole abdominal pain, it was, it was during a period I didn't t- eat my yogurt every day. And I didn't drink my Yakult every day. So I think uh, some things were backed up in the system. And uh, it 
ended up causing some some sort of abdominal pain and I probably ate some something bad as well and uh, it just it just caused a lot of bad stuff in in my uh, in my system but since since that whole incident I always uh, make sure I drink at least one year cold today which is really easy obviously mm-hmm. or do the yogurt every day to keep the uh, flora inside going <laughs> well if it works for you that's awesome well thank you for letting me try this i've never tried it so are you going to continue to drink this how much was a bottle of kombucha uh that's that was on sale for 250 oh okay so it's not too crazy it's usually 250 or 350 or somewhere around that range mm-hmm. so it's not too crazy because um, on Shark Tank, they had this lady that um, she was selling like homebrew kits of those, mm. and that's because kombucha itself it costs you know it's not cheap. It's not like um, a fifty cents drink or a dollar drink. You know, it costs three fifty. So mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a big homebrew movement in kombucha as well, but. Um, if it's two fifty, you know, why bother with all that nonsense, right? So, mm-hmm. but you know, I've been feeling pretty good. Um, I don't think it's affected me in any negative sort of way, and I didn't have a uh, bathroom. I didn't have any bathroom emergencies after drinking it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have any bad feelings towards kombucha, and. Because originally I had drank some samples like at Target or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like the grossest thing I've ever tasted. But then, because of this assignment, I was like, I need to down the whole bottle of this. And then I bought a ginger flavor because I know that ginger would cover up the uh, quote unquote kombucha taste. So mm-hmm. um, I drank that, and it, it turned out all right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I will not be trying this again. <laughs> well, you should take that home and then... Uh, I am, I'll have Frank try and see what he thinks. Yeah. Although I did like this. Uh, how do you pronounce it again? Yukult. Yukult? Yeah. Okay. Well, th- those, of course, they taste good. Um, they're uh, made in Orange yeah. County, California, so... And I, I think another reason why I don't, I wouldn't necessarily start trying kombucha I, for the most part i don't have any gi discomfort um my bowel movements are pretty regular so i don't have a need to drink kombucha or this yakult everything's pretty normal for me but what? i could see why some people who do have gi discomfort and they want to try different things to see what will help them but for the most part, for me, what's worked is just drink. I mean, eating um, fruits and vegetables that um, complex carbohydrates that are rich in fiber. That's usually what's been working for me. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, what type of uh, rich in fiber foods are you referring to? Uh, so you just want to eat different like fruits and vegetables, whatever's in season. Um, I drink, I'm sorry, I drink, I eat like um, broccoli, uh, 
asparagus, um, so like your non-starchy vegetables, and then you want like your fruit, you know, just basic stuff, nothing crazy. But you want a variety of different uh, fruits and vegetables because they have different vitamins and minerals. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I'm a big fan of like root vegetables, like uh, sweet potatoes, carrots. Uh -huh. um, I think those are a key to good health. Mm -hmm. um, every time I go to soup plantation, I down to sweet potatoes. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, you know I'm trying to delay macular degeneration. What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, when people get older, they uh, people's eyes start to go around when they're in their mid forties in a process called macular degeneration, and then you need to uh, wear wear reading glasses all the time, and when you read stuff, so. I'm trying to delay that process a bit um, by uh, eating a lot of root vegetables, carrots, etc., etc. What do you usually eat for, like, what what are your like what are your meals throughout the day? This is about you. It's not about me. <laughs> no. You're the expert. Uh, are... Okay, no. I'm asking you. Why are you getting so defensive? <laughs> What do you mean, what do I eat? Yeah, like, what do you typically eat for... We've gone over breakfast, this Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't think you answered that question. Like, today? Yeah, like, what did you eat today? Um, well, yesterday was Thanksgiving, but, um... So, today I went to a, uh... A... A Chinese restaurant. Because I wanted to try their pot stickers, because I'm going to buy some more tonight. Um... Because I'm going to a uh, another dance social. Um, anyways, there's a, there's a friendsgiving dance social, so I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go bring buy some pot stickers and bring them over. Because um, mm -hmm. Lord knows I'm not gonna make make them myself. But um, so I went to uh, said restaurant, got a, uh, a lamb noodle soup with the. Uh, it's like a knife cut noodle, which it's tons of tons and tons of starch. So I got a tons of carbohydrates mm -hmm. um, because it's a lot of noodles, thick noodles. And I had some pot stickers, which were pork. I usually don't eat pork, but um, for research purposes, I I decided to eat the uh, eat the swine today, and <laughs> it was pretty good. So yeah, I I eat uh, pretty balanced. I think I'm not a big, I don't eat very unhealthy. So that's good. I I don't know what unhealthy is actually because it's somewhat subjective. I I don't think foods should be categorized as either uh, good or bad. Healthy versus unhealthy. It should be a balanced diet, and you shouldn't deny yourself of your favorite foods. Just remember. Um, just be mindful of portion sizes and everything fits in moderation. Okay, I, I notice you're eating an apple pie here. I am. Um, it's, uh, how it's do you okay. feel about the, are there trans fats in that? Or? <laughs> this is an apple pie given to me by um, 
a lady at the hospital, and it was really nice of her. Uh, I'm not a big fan of apple pie, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I noticed you. I don't have apple pie frequently. I I don't. I have it maybe two, three times a year. So, and I'm not. I'm not gonna feel guilty about it because it's not something that I eat all the time every day. Okay, like, um, it is a, a good question regarding what type of foods are unhealthy and what types mm-hmm. of foods are healthy. I know certain candies, like Twizzlers and all that mm-hmm. stuff, you can uh, objectively say it's just garbage, right? Yeah, you can, but the problem with categorizing food as bad or unhealthy is that when people have those foods they start to feel bad and they start to feel unhealthy and that shouldn't be the case. Um, yeah, food, we need to disassociate food from morality, but it's when you start having these foods, that's like all that you're having, then yes, there can be some health consequences associated with just having candy all the time. Do you think avoiding fat is more important or avoiding a lot of sugars? <laughs> no, you need fat in your body. So uh, fat helps. Um, it's part of every cell in your body. Do you remember learning about like the phospholipid bilayer? So fat is part of every cell in your body. So it's essential. Um, so you need fat, but concentrate on um you know, a variety of different fats, like from avocado, from nuts, um, and you want to limit your consumption of saturated fats. And I don't think they make too many foods with trans fats anymore, ever since they found that there was a strong correlation between trans fats and cardiovascular disease. I think most uh, food manufacturers took out trans fats for the most part. Okay. Um... Like fatty meats, how do you feel about those? Like, uh, there's uh, fatty pork, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Is, should I be eating those in moderation? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, enjoying this uh, kombucha here. It tastes pretty good. Yeah. Um, A good rule of thumb, like when you're meal planning, is you want to fill half your plate with non-starchy vegetables, a quarter of your plate with like a good source of protein. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, just chicken or salmon. It can also be, um, you know, beans are a good source of protein and amami is a good source of protein. And then another one fourth of your plate, um, some sort of like starchy vegetable carbohydrate, like brown rice or, uh, Barley or anything like that. So that's a pretty good rule. Barley? Yeah. You've never heard of that? Uh, You have to try it. Well, I know what barley is. They make beer with it, right? Um, There used to be a game Oregon Trail. I would always uh, load up on the barley. That's a good game. Anyways, um, I've always felt that um, Mm food-wise... It's just important to prioritize getting 
some fruits in every day. I don't know. That's just how I was raised because mm-hmm. um, we were really big on citrus and a lot of times our desserts, for Asians, a lot of times your dessert is like fruit. So it's obviously mm-hmm. much more healthy than if you have an actual dessert. So it tends to be more on the healthy side, although then you go out and you, you eat Chinese food and it's like really, really unhealthy. Um, like certain like Taiwanese dishes, it's just Why a lot of pork fat them? and it's, it's, it's like fatty pork. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's high fat content, high oil mm-hmm. content, and usually when I eat those, it's, it's uh, you know, the... They don't give any priority to to healthiness. A lot of times in in the uh, in Chinese food, it's mm-hmm. mostly just based on flavor. Yeah. And one more thing I wanted to say is, um, since we're talking about kombucha and, and probiotics, so fruits and vegetables are rich in fiber. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. We lack the enzyme to break down fiber into energy. So it goes to the colon and bacteria ferment that be- ferment that fiber, <clears throat> meaning that they use it as an energy source. And then the byproduct is uh, alcohol, which is why these fermented drinks have alcohol. So like as, as a result of our, our cellular respiration, so when we consume foods, we exhale carbon dioxide. That's a result of our um, you know, a, a byproduct of um, cellular respiration. So it's the same for microorganisms. So, yeah, you can get the same benefit from eating um, fruits and vegetables that are rich in fiber. Well, then they have that whole thing like prebiotic versus probiotic. Uh-huh. And... You need to have both, right? So. Yeah, so prebiotics are food for the microorganisms, and probiotics themselves are the microorganisms. So this drink right here, it's a probiotic, meaning that it has microorganisms, but how many of these microorganisms actually make it to your colon, it's hard to say because it has to go through your stomach, which is very acidic. Um, and it's acidic for a reason because it wants to kill off harmful microorganisms. Um, so that's one of the issues with probiotics is you don't know how many microorganisms are actually making it to your colon. So you need the prebiotics to help it along or how does that work? Well, no, prebiotics. I know they're food. They're food for the bacteria that are already in your colon. Which, it's basically just, you can just have fruits and vegetables that are rich in fiber. That's food for your, for the microorganisms in your, in your colon. Okay. <laughs> Why do you look so frustrated? Okay. Um, yeah, I guess so. Some people. I don't know. I just think some people. They don't rather, need the yogurt or. No, I, I think like some people for whatever reason, people just don't like eating fruits and vegetables. <laughs> it's just not as exciting as saying like, oh, drink this, this will cure all of your problems. When in reality, if you just have a balanced diet, 
that that will help a lot. Like it'll help a lot of things, but some people, not all people, I just feel like they want like a magic pill or a magic drink that will help cure everything. And that doesn't exist. Okay. And it's so hard for people to comprehend that there is no magic pill. There's, it's, it just doesn't exist. Well, they were your your doctor, Doctor Rhonda Patrick. Um, uh huh. She's a big proponent of broccoli sprouts, which she she feels is a magic pill. Uh-huh. So yeah, it does exist. Um, some people think kombucha is a magic pill. She does not. Some say... people think blueberries are a magic pill. So I've heard her several times. She is a huge proponent of the benefits, but if you look at, have you really listened to her and listened to what she said? Says. She doesn't just live off of broccoli sprouts. She's also a huge proponent of, I think it's, um, she's a, a variety of different things. It's not just Brussels sprouts. Broccoli sprouts. Broccoli sprouts. Okay, on to a uh, non-food related topic. Well, it is food related, but uh, we just had Thanksgiving yesterday, so uh-huh. how was your holiday? It was really good. We had an opportunity to visit. Um, my in-laws as well as my family so that was nice good how about you this is about you so uh <laughs> what? did you eat a balanced meal or oh my god was it mexican or at frank's house American? everyone brought something which was really nice i was asked to bring a salad <laughs> no surprise um so i did i brought a salad it was uh yeah, anyway, so I brought the salad and other people made, um, what did they make? So we had like traditional turkey, um, they had mashed potatoes, asparagus, um, roasted vegetables. So I had just had a little bit of everything. And then That's at my good. dad's house, uh, his girlfriend made tamales that were delicious. So I had a tamale. Yeah, she had a tamale. That's it? Okay. What about you? Lunch, well, I had some, what did I have for breakfast? I'm not sure what I ate before uh, before noontime, but um, for lunch, I went home, and then my dad and my brother, we went to uh, Marie Callender's, my favorite <laughs> restaurant. Um, so they have a, their traditional turkey, um, turkey dinner, which um, was a bit overpriced because it was over $20 a head. Which, um, you know, I was like, yeah, we'll choose some some place a bit more expensive this time because we go to Norm's all the time. It's their turkey dinners have been going downhill recently, so we're like, uh, well, yeah, we'll try somewhere else. I thought the uh, the extra payment would up the quality. The quality was a bit better, yes, but was it uh, five six dollars better? I don't know. Um, so that was lunch, turkey dinner. All the uh, fixings, is that what you call it? Um, mm-hmm. Peas, all that stuff. Um, apple pie. And then for... Oh, yeah, then we stopped by. There was, a, there was this new Japanese market that's built that was built in New Orleans. Oh. And um, so I bought, like, a uh, chicken bento box and a rice ball. And then that was my dinner. And... Yeah. 
and then I ate something else at home also. Oh yeah, and then I had a uh, couple noodle, instant noodle type of thing also. Um. So I know those are really really unhealthy, but uh. <laughs> um, Fine. That's good. You got to spend time with your family. Yeah, I see them a lot. So <laughs> yeah. It's... Wasn't it your dad's birthday recently? Oh yeah, my dur- my dad turned uh, <laughs> the big seven zero. So um. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. The restaurant he had booked originally was uh, the power went out for some reason. So then he had like a replacement restaurant, but the replacement restaurant it was of less quality, and then they were in a rush. Everybody was in a rush, and there was no soup ordered, so. <laughs> The result was everyone ate really, really fast, and then they took off. Because usually those types of banquet-style Chinese dinners, when you go to a restaurant, it takes like two out two 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 and a half hours. Because wow. they bring one dish and they bring another dish. You know, it's like a ten-course thing. Um, but then this one, it was everything. All the food came virtually at the same time, and then. Everyone ate within an hour and took off, so it was kind of weird that way, but um, mm. that's because the first restaurant ran out of electricity, so. <laughs> Anywho, um, in the world of mixed martial arts, there is a fight that uh, Oscar De La Hoya is promoting, which oh. has been getting a lot of heat on the MMA media recently, which is uh, Chuck Liddell versus uh, Tito Ortiz 3. Oh, jeez. That's going to go on. I'm not watching that. This weekend, but it's on pay-per-view, so... Who's going to pay to see that? Are they, is that the main event? Yes. Oh, God. No one wants to see them fight. How old are these guys, anyways? They're in their 40s. Are you going to see it? Uh, probably not, because you need to buy a separate pay-per-view. Um, there's a UFC, UFC's in China this week, Francis Ngannou, oh, nice. our uh, favorite guy, versus, um, Curtis Blades, mm. and, but it's on Fight Pass, so I can't watch it either, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a lot of UFC going on, I just can't, there's a lot of MMA going on, but I just can't watch it. Mm. Um, also, I've, uh. I'm still subscribed to that DAZN thing on my cell phone. That's D-A-Z-N. What's that? Which is like an app. But basically you can... All the Bellators and oh. Road FC, Combate Americas, a whole, a whole ton of boxing events. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's all streamed through your phone. So you can just watch everything on your phone. Nice. Uh, but the UFC is not included. Um, I've been watching a lot of weird stuff on there, <laughs> and uh, turns out boxing is really, really boring. Chael Sonnen's right, boxing really is boring, and I don't know how anyone can watch that a lot, because it really, yeah, it's not exciting. Yeah, I guess it's not as exciting when you compare it to mixed martial arts. It's it's a very torturous sport, and then... Although I did really enjoy watching uh, when Triple G fought Canelo. That was really exciting. 
Okay. Was that because of the backstory or the actual action? Both. The backstory is really good, but I think it was a really exciting fight. Okay. Are you going to see the new Creed movie? Um, I'm a big Rocky fan, so probably, but oh. um, not in theaters when it comes out on on, uh, on Amazon Prime or whatever, so. Yeah, I probably won't watch it, but... Or I'll probably wait until it comes out on video. I've always felt boxing movies are way more exciting than actually the real thing. Yeah, I'm a huge Rocky fan. I grew up watching Rocky with my dad. So, Oh, the new Lion King. They, they just released the trailer for the new Lion King. Are you going to watch that? I'm not excited. <laughs> Why? You didn't see it when you were little? Don't you remember when... Uh, yeah, the lion dies. Yeah, I'm aware of that. So sad. But, um, yeah. No, you don't care. Simba's well, I like the animated version. I don't, I don't really like when they uh, when there's an animated thing and then they make it live action. It kind of ruins everything. Because mm-hmm. an animated thing should, I, should stay animated. Because in an animated world, it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, the lion can talk. And then, and then the uh, ass the warthog or whatever you know that mm-hmm. part where where they go akuna matata and then they they eat the bugs and all that stuff you know all that stuff makes sense in an animated <laughs> world but then in real life when you have a lion talking and all this stuff it... yeah i'm looking forward to it but i had really high hopes for the jungle book when they when the most recent one and it wasn't that good i didn't really like it Okay. But I'll, I'll probably still watch The Lion King. Just because one of my favorite cartoons. Yeah, you're a, you're a movie enthusiast. Um, I also have your that Fadango card you guys gave me several birthdays ago, so I need to return it to you guys for a gift Why don't sometime. you take a date there? Oh, because it's not conducive for a good conversation. Never mind. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I just don't like going to the movie theaters. Yeah, some of them are cool with the whole delayed, you know, the the lounge seating thing. What's that called? Yeah, lounge seating. I don't know. Where you can, like, lie down and then, <laughs> and then it's just like a make-out session for two hours. Yeah, that's cool, but, you know. Who does that? Unless you're, like, 18. I've been in those situations, so <laughs> it's pretty fun. But, uh, but then it's like, you're, it's... You feel like you're really exposed, so Ugh. it's kind of weird. Because in in an old theater, you know, traditional style, you can go to, like, like it's stadium seating or whatever, so you go to the very back, no one's there, then mm-hmm. you can do whatever the heck you want. But then here, it's like, you know, there really isn't a back section, so everyone can see you, so what the heck are you doing? <laughs> uh, I feel like if you have your own place, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't be going to the movie theaters to make out. I I get it when you're in high school, and can't do that stuff like in the comfort of your own home. Obviously, so you have to like go to like a movie theater and make out. But if you're an adult and you have your own place, don't go to the movie theater and make out. That's so gross. Some women they uh they get crazy once the lights, the lights dim. <laughs> no, it's 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 yeah, it, it's kind of weird because the seats are are laid back but i haven't been to a movie theater in like three years so oh, okay. or five years i don't know i've uh 
there was a brief period when I went to like comedy clubs. Ooh, I love comedy clubs. You just said, okay. What? Uh, what is that? What do you mean well, you said? Well, because previously uh, Leslie was talking about um, she doesn't like because in the comedy club you. If your party's not big enough, you have to sit with other people. Oh, yeah. I don't like the seating arrangement, and I don't like that they changed the Brea Improv. But I like, I really enjoy going to comedy clubs. What's the Brea Improv like now? I know they it's moved to like the... It's just like the Irvine one. I've never been there. Yes, you did. Remember, we went to go see Felipe Esparza as a group. It was you, me, Vienna, Eric, and Tuck. Okay, well... It's just describe like Describe to the audience what the heck you're talking about. Oh, um, How's it different than other It's a lot clubs? larger. So the Brea Improv was a more intimate setting. Um, it probably sat like, I don't know, maybe 100 people, 120. Okay, a bit more. It's like two, 200, 250. Okay. But now it's, it's a lot larger. And they try to fit as many people as possible so they can make more money. And it's really uncomfortable. And you can't see... Unless you get there super early, like a couple hours before the show, you're going to be sitting all the way in the back and you can't even see the comedian. So, I don't like that. Okay. So, what if, um, would you go and watch, like, when they're, like, at a big theater? Like, a no. Gabriel Iglesias type of deal where... They're no. super popular, and then I'd rather just wait for them to come out with the special, and I can watch it at home. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoyed going to comedy clubs and being close to the comedian, and I liked seeing when they would make fun of people that were sitting out in the audience. I thought I that was that. really fun. <laughs> I thought that, as long as it wasn't me. <laughs> but I used to like when they used to like pick on people and make fun of them. It's funny. Because I was like, uh, there was a white comic, I don't know. Um, I've been in ones where they get super aggressive and it's like, you know, they make fun of the guy and then it's really stupid. And then, uh, this was when I was in my comedy club with face. I saw like Pablo Francisco and then his stuff is really sexual and inappropriate and... Mm-hmm. I can't take it and take that, so. They have a really good Instagram, like a comedy Instagram, and they have short um, comedy, like, segments, and it's really funny. Frank and I will send each other different ones throughout the day. <laughs> okay, like we have... Uh, or something. Uh, we're closing up here. We have uh, five more minutes, so is there any closing thoughts you'd like to have any nutritional insights that you have since we're gonna be um i won't be in town next week so we're gonna be taking a bit of a break so where are you going i'm uh going to laughlin gonna run a half marathon nice um i've been to laughlin way too much this year so um probably will uh cut off the laughlin stuff are you Um, gonna bet on anything yeah, the uh, I'm sure there's a few more cards coming up, but I've already put bets on them. Uh, Chris Cyborg uh, fight, the uh, Max Holloway fight, mm-hmm. you know, John Jones, Gustafson. So maybe some of the uh, the the pre- not the prelim, the uh, the undercard stuff. 
um, I'll take a look at. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been going to Laughlin a lot. I haven't been to Las Vegas this whole year, except for when I was there for a month in January, <laughs> which is, which is really weird because I'm a big Thanks Las Vegas fan. taking your bartending class. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, which drinks do you still remember, like how to make? Um, in my ties. That's it. Well, there's there's like really simple drinks like Cape Cods and stuff, um, which is, you know, it's like you have a, f- a couple of juices and then you mix it with vodka. So. So how many drinks do you know how to make? What do you mean how to make? Yeah, like how many drinks do you know how to make? With the card or without the card? Without. No, that doesn't count. I mean. You're you're a trained bartender. You went for a month. Correct. And you don't know how to make any drinks. <laughs> no, like Tom Collins and stuff, it's just like you put that mix in and then you put gin okay. in. Okay. So, so a lot of those, are, it's really simple. So. so off the top of your head, how many drinks can you make? Well, counting, the, well, I mean, I can't put a number <laughs> on it because some of them are like really simple because it's just two ingredients. Okay. But um, if I hired you to be a bartender for a party of mine, how comfortable would you be? Um, the, the first half hour would be pretty freaky, but afterwards, it, it shouldn't be too crazy. Okay. Um, I mean, I, speaking of, I have this, uh, this thing that looks like a sex toy here. Um, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a muddler, actually. A what? A uh, muddler. Basically, um, when you make Mai Tais, I mean, not Mai Tais, when you make uh, mojitos, my favorite drink, um, oh. and then... They put the uh, mint leaves in and the uh, and the lime. Then they use this thing and then they uh-huh. they uh, turn the thing in the in the mixing cup. Uh-huh. So have you ever thought about making doing a that as a side job, being a bartender? That was the original plan, and then what happened? It uh, it uh, kind of fell by the wayside. So you should do it. That'd be awesome. It's it's a lot of work. I didn't want it to distract from real estate. I wanted real estate to be my primary, but... Oh, that's um, true. So then you have to be... I'm sure you're going to have to be up late because most bartending jobs, you're working at night. Correct. And, yeah, I mean, I learned how to make my uh, my ties and stuff. I know what's going on in the bar now. Due to cleanliness concerns, you know, the only place I would probably get mixed drinks is uh, the Yard House or the Olive Garden because, you know, they have really clean facilities, whereas when, you, you know, there's some of the seedy, seedier bars, which I'm sure you've been to, you know, you just, <laughs> you know, what? it really is gross, so, uh-huh. so you, you don't, you just want something in a freaking bottle when you go to those places, right? I mean, you've been to like, you know, those kind of like run-of-the-mill, hole-in-the-wall bars. There's several by your house. <laughs> I, I've i seen them, yes. I've seen them. So, you know, those the sanitation is kind of gross. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite drinks to get, speaking of bars, um, is the mojito, but yeah. because it requires, you need to have mint, and then it, it's one of the harder drinks to make because you have to use this thing and you have to model it and do all this stuff. So bartenders don't like making it, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a cool drink to get. 
My favorite mojito was from Peru. We went, we stayed at this place called um, Inca Pera, I think. And mojitos were their like, signature drink, and it was delicious. Oh. And the food was amazing. I definitely would like to go back there. They had multiple. I think they had like multiple locations in Peru. Yeah, they did because we went um, to two of them. But yeah, they're really good. Um, were you say something? Yeah, Peru's on my list. I have a lot of lists, but then I just don't go anywhere. Peru is amazing. I that's uh, that was just such a great experience. Uh, Especially going to Machu Picchu, that was amazing. Well, Highly recommend. Took the bus or? No. Oh yes, or yes, some yes. Hiking involved. No, no, or? we took the bus. No, but but there was several. I mean, there's like dozens of people who had hiked up and they looked exhausted. I think it's I don't know. I there's there must be some like different hikes that you can do. Some I'm sure they're def, like their ranges, um, but it's it looks pretty strenuous. Okay, you were saying something? Oh, do you you have Netflix? You don't, huh? Um, no, I don't want to spend more money on stuff. Oh, well, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we've been watching Medal of Honor. Have I said that on the podcast? It's such a great show on Netflix. Medal of Honor? Yes, yes. Is it not a video game? (laughs) No, it's a show. It might be, I don't know. But they highlight different recipients of the Medal of Honor, and it tells their story, what they went through. It's a really great show. Usually those shows are like, they're not the most entertaining. They can be a little bit dry. But this one is done really well. It's very good. Highly recommend if you have Netflix. Okay, shout out to Netflix. Um, so uh, moving on, is there any health products you want me to try in the next few weeks since we're going to be offline? Mm, I'll think of something and I'll let you know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, there's, uh, do you want to do some research on flaxseed? Sure. Okay, um, we'll talk about flaxseed next time. Anyways, um, that's it. Um, if I have any new dating developments, I will update you guys, but, uh, now... I'm just puttering along into December. So have a good (laughs) one, guys. Adios. Bye.